Hi everyone, and we're back with another episode of Business on the Beach. With me, Mike McDonald, our very special guest today, we have Nicholas Bebeil joining me on the show. Nick, thanks for coming on. Hey man, thank you so much for being here or having me on here. And also, thank you for everyone listening. I know that my life was transformed in moments just like this, and I can't wait to share that. And you never know, this may be your moment where everything shifts, and I'm excited to have that moment together. Awesome. Well, Nick is the CEO of Billion Dollar Body. He's got everything from a podcast to an annual event, which is ranked the number one annual event for businessmen. He wants to help us basically have it all, everything from health, business, relationships, you name it. He does everything. So Nick, kick us off with a bit about you. So share a bit about your background and how you got started. Yeah, man. So I grew up in a normal home and my family had the same struggles as everyone else. At four years old, my parents split up. I even was actually so affected that I remember writing my first suicide letter when I was seven and just really just had a lot of struggles with knowing like, how do I live life? Like, what am I supposed to do? And, and just always feeling uptight and super anxious to the point at 13 years old when my dad and I actually had a falling out. We didn't talk for about three and a half years. And in that period of time, I went to high school. I ended up gaining 60 pounds, becoming really overweight. I had no vision for my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no girlfriend even leaving high school uh, all throughout my high school years. And on top of that, I had no vision for what I want to do for income. And so the three core areas that we call three-dimensional businessman, health, relationships, and wealth, those three areas that every single man is obligated to do, and we can't physically outsource them. Like I've been married for seven years now, and I can't outsource having sex with my wife. Like, No matter what, that's just not going to work. Equally, I can't outsource if people have kids, time with your kids. Like, No one else can build that same connection for you with them. With your food, no one can work out with you. Nobody can put the food in your mouth, though you can get help and get plans. And equally with, the vision, uh, with your business, like you can't have someone else come up with the vision and run the company. Like You as a leader have to do that. Though you can get help, these are our moral obligations as men to be able to take care of. And if that's true, then I just truly believe that I should probably get good at them. So I started off in business when I was 20 years old. This was after I'd lost the weight. I had just gotten married. And I was like, okay, like, this is amazing. The last pillar that I didn't know about was, was wealth and being able to provide for my family. But for three and a half years, I failed in business, never making or generating more than $3,000 in a month, which is really, really difficult living in Southern California. And it wasn't until I found some of these key things that we're going to talk about today that took me from having a dream of making 10000 a month to having a dream of making $10,000 in a day to having a dream of making maybe $100,000 in a day to making a couple hundred thousand dollars in a day. And we've achieved all those different things. And along that ride of being able to achieve that, it's really transformed us into a, a different person and a different couple for my wife and I. So I truly believe that right now, if you have a vision to build a business and you want to make more money, the person that you become on the journey to being that person that can do that really transforms who you are, who your family is, the, the experience that they have and the people around you as well. So I'm excited to jump into that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely comes across like the things started when you started to realize that the things that were in your hands, you started to influence a lot more. You started to take control a little bit. So when you mentioned that the health thing as well, that's quite important, isn't it? Because when you realize that, you know, what you're doing to yourself, you can then change. And then obviously what you do, you get the result of that. So how did you, how did you realize like what you could do? Because when you think about your starting point, you said you didn't really know 
what to do, they know how to generate the wealth or the income or, <clears throat> or all those sorts of things. So how did you start to acquire the ability to do that? Did you look at mentors? Did you read books? What was your starting point? Yeah, re- really great question. And one of the cool things that everyone listening, they don't have to go through the same problems. It's kind of like asking the person who sailed uh, in the Mayflower to America. It's like, well, so how did this happen for you? And, and is the earth really round and not flat and all these different questions. And now that person can answer them and nobody else has to go through the same crap that they went through, which is kind of like what people are going to go through right now. And that the men that come to our live events and in our programs, like they go through the same thing. So I had no clue that any of this was actually going to like turn into something. I was just 60 pounds overweight and I knew that I had to make a change. So there's two different types of people listening right now. The first type of person was like I was when I was 18. This was the first thing I ran into is I was really motivated. Like I was someone who like wanted to do big things with his life, but I actually didn't know how to do it. I didn't have the plan. There wasn't a Facebook ad retargeting me. There wasn't a podcast that I could go listen to that I knew of. I just thought like, man, this sucks. I don't know how to change this, change this situation. And I was kind of blind to it. So motivated, but don't know the plan. The other type of person that I love working with because no one else is really good at doing this is someone who knows what they could be doing right now to be healthier, to have better relationships, to make more money, yet they don't do it. So they, they can't like find themselves to actually go out there to go do that very thing. And so the first thing to do is to figure out what category of those two people are you in right now? The second thing is this, and this is where I really started to get really empowered was that I have a mentor named Russell Brunson. He owns a $150 million a year software company right now. And me and him have been friends for a while. I actually just spoke at one of his events. And I remember him telling me one day that he first came out of the high ticket program, something that costs a lot of money and he wasn't selling it. And it wasn't until he had invested in a high level program himself that it became easy to sell. And now it sells like hotcakes. It's not hard to sell at all. And it was the same type of thing with me. It was like, once I started investing in myself, other people like felt like more inclined to invest in me as well. Like once I started investing in my relationship, like other people started investing in my relationship with them. And it was, it was like a thing that I had to go out there and do first to be able to get the result that I wanted from other people. And so when I went out there and invested in myself and my health, all I did was find someone who had already done it before me that had a plan. And I followed that plan to a T for six months and I lost 60 pounds in six months. And that's all that I did. And then when it came to business, like the first time I had business success, it was something very similar. I heard a speaker at an event. He gave a game plan. He says, if you do this, you'll make $12,500 in 30 days. And I went out there and I did it and I made $12,547 in 30 days. Like I, I followed the same exact plan, exactly what he did. Maybe not to a T, but to the best of my ability. And I went out there with the expectation of what I wanted. I followed the plan to get there. And so I truly believe right now, every person that's listening they're, they have two different things they're going to want to do right now. First thing is they have to take, they have to take ownership of where they're at right now. Like where, where is your health? Where is your wealth? Where are your relationships? Whatever area you want to change, the first step of changing it is actually accepting where you're at. Most people live in this like delusion that they think they're way better than they are or maybe they think they're way worse than they are. Coming to grips with where you're at right now is big. The second thing is having clarity on exactly where you actually want to be. Most people never get this. They go to the gym aimlessly for 40 years, never really changing because they never know the result that they're actually trying to go after. And equally, that gives you unhappiness because progress towards a goal is what will give you happiness as a man. So if you don't know you're making progress towards something, you'll actually never truly be happy. So once you know where you're at and where you want to go, there's only one step truly left is to figure out the plan that it's going to take to get you from A to B 
and take action on it daily. The best way that I found to do that is to hire people or find people that have already created that result just recently or just created that result like they're doing it right now. And to be able to show you the steps that it takes to get to the other side, and that's what we help thousands of men do all over the world now, is put that formula together, figure out the goals that they have, put together action steps to get there, and we focus on the action steps. And if you just change the steps, you'll change the results. If you go to the gym and lift differently, you'll get a different result. If you eat food differently, you'll get a different result. If you make calls differently, you'll get a different result. You'll make more money. And that's what we help men do all over the world. One of the things that I find is, is very important, or at least it's one of the hardest things for people to do, is the ownership part. That's the bit that seems to really stick out for me because a lot of people tend to go down, whether it be it's never their fault, whether it be, you know, it's, it's always somebody else. It's never us. It's never my issue. It's always somebody else's. And I've noticed with the people that do take the, the massive action, like the Russell Brunsons of the world and, and yourself as well, Nick, is you have to understand that, or you at least have to understand that it's down to you. It's the things that you do, but the things that you don't do. And one of the things that um, stood out was that's what tends to kick everything else off that's what tends to start the the ball rolling and it seems seems to be quite a, a humble thing for someone to turn around and say you know what this is my doing this is something that, that i've created and in order to change it i'm the only person that can change it so what process did did you have to go through to get to that point because the other stuff seems to take care of itself i.e you follow someone that's done it before you follow their plan but it seems like you won't even get started until you accept where you are. So what process did you, you take yourself through? So there's two different things right now in every person's life. You have the capacity. And if you, if you also do basically capacity plus climate or times climate is going to give you your current results. It's a mathematic formula. Your capacity is what do you have the, the chance to get great at? That's number one. Like, if Michael Jordan was born in the 1900s and there was no basketball, he had the potential, the capacity to be great at basketball, yet he wasn't born into a place and never stumbled across that thing. But every once in a while, we see these greats of the world have the potential to be great, but also actually find the very thing that they should take action on to be great at. The second thing is we also see people that have great potential, but they don't have the right climate, the right surroundings. And so they never get the chance to become great because they never put themselves in an environment to push themselves to be greater. And if you actually take these two numbers, if you were to say, well, what's my capacity? Like, how good am I at this thing? Like one to 10. And if I time that by my current environment, my current climate, it'll give me my current results. And what I want to do is continually increase that number. So one of the big things that everyone can do is you want to get around people that know you very well. Like it's so easy for people to stay a big fish in a small pond. If you only play basketball with five-year-olds for the rest of your life, you'll always be great, but you'll never reach your potential. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? Like so many people out there, they'd rather stick around five-year-olds. Like they do this in business. They yeah. do this in their, they do it in, in competition in sports. They're afraid to get around people that are better than them. And so one of the core things that I did is I went to the closest people in my life and I asked them what they thought I was great at and what they thought I sucked at. Because you want to get around people that will not lie to you, that'll tell you the truth. And if you can't tell yourself the truth, they'll tell you the truth. 
because that's going to be your first starting point. But the way that I learned it was I actually hired a mentor that I've had for the last nine years. That's a Navy SEAL, which is our like most crazy badass form of military here in, in San Diego or in the United States. And I hired this Navy SEAL at 18 years old and we've been, he's been my mentor since then. I was actually just with him at one of our men's retreats where he still helps out with our stuff. And I remember learning from his example. He was someone that I looked up to. So one of the first things to do is you want to look at who has the life that you want. Like who's the person that's already living it, that's already doing it. And you want to get around those people. And I saw that he had things that I wanted with commitment and follow through and breakthrough and power and confidence and all these things. So I worked out with him every day for three and a half years, which is pretty intense. And throughout that process, he told me a story about how when he was in just in the military on a military income, he had tons of roommates with his wife just so that they could save up money. And he saved up $250,000 in a decade of just saving everything he could by living with tons of roommates, living like a life that nobody else would want to live. And one day he invested into a real estate deal with all these really like high up guru real estate people. And they lost 250, his $250,000 was gone in a day. And all of them went on because they had way more money than 200 grand. They just went on to do more deals, but he was out of everything he had saved up his entire life. And he looked at me and he told me, you know what, Nicholas, I had two, two options I could do there for the rest of my life. I could cry about how I lost all my money and I could just keep complaining about how all these people, it's their fault or I could accept my reality quickly and figure out how I can improve by 5% tomorrow. So the new reality that he lived in was I'm $250,000 less rich. That's his new reality. And he had to accept that as fast as possible and figure out how he can improve from there. Now he has a paid off house, multiple businesses that are all his that cash flow with almost no time. And what I would say is this, there's a story in Think and Grow Rich about a kid who has an uncle that goes to go find gold and dig for gold and wants to find a gold mine. He finds a gold mine, hires, gets all this equipment, starts digging and they start making money and they're almost about to pay off the equipment. And right when they do that, they run out of gold. Like they can't find the mine or anything anymore. So after getting discouraged, they actually sold all the equipment for pennies on the dollar to some trash man. The trash man was smart enough to go out and hire someone who knew how to find gold. And they were just three feet, just three feet to the side was one of the largest gold mines ever found. And most people look at that and go, wow, that would have been terrible. If I was in that situation, I'd give up. Like I'm obviously unlucky. Well, guess what? That kid learned so much from his uncle. He learned that the next time that he's going to do something, he's not going to stop three feet from gold. He accepted his reality and went on to make a million dollars a year selling insurance back in the day. And so no matter what, accepting your reality, it's the only answer if you want to move forward. And one of the best ways to help yourself do it or to help others do it is to lead by example, tell a story, hear a story, get around people that have already done it. Because if at the end of the day, you want to make more money and have more freedom to be able to have an impact in your life and your families, this is the step to get there. So us as entrepreneurs, we have to be less married to the process and more married to the result. If you want that result, this is the way to get there. End of story. And if you don't want that, well, then go get a job down the street and stop listening to podcasts like this. One of the stories that came up, actually, you know, you mentioned like get around people that are better than you was uh, the story that, that Tim Ferriss told when he was learning uh, jujitsu. I don't know if you, if you know, but when he first went to Japan uh, to learn, he was getting battered by like national champions 
but then he went back to where he used to compete and then he wiped the floor with everybody because of all the training that he did and working around people that he was never going to beat but he kept going and kept trying and kept pushing through and getting battered all over again and getting back up on the floor and doing it all over again and it's almost like you become normalized to it like you get normalized to your environment whatever your environment is so if your environment is millionaires and billionaires then you will normalize to it you'll speak their language you'll go to the same places as them you'll network with them you'll learn their strategies and skills and and all those things and then when you go back to the way that you used to do things it feels weird because you've got normal to a, ho a whole different level and does, does that play a part in <clears throat> your ability to find the strategies and the goals and everything i.e just putting yourself in those situations can be enough to spark the rest of the process do you think yeah so we actually shorten this time frame it usually takes about five years to go through this process we try to do it in three days at our live event called bdblive.com and one of the biggest things to do again just as you were saying is to put yourself in an environment where you can change meaning this if, have you ever played an instrument before or tried to i have yeah so one of the main things you do with an instrument is you first figure out what type of music do you like? And that's typically where you start. You're like, oh, I like this type of music. I would love to learn how to play this instrument. Then when you go to play the instrument, you usually don't write your own music first. Like you don't just start playing your own music and you write a song. You usually learn how to play other music before you learn how to uh, play your own. And this is the same thing in business and in life. This is where I said, get around people that already have the result that you want. This is the same as you going in there, you're picking the instrument that you want. You're picking the genre of music that you like based on what you are attracted to. From there, instead of setting your own goals and figuring out what you want, at first you may not know. So I looked at what music is, are they playing? And I'm going to start playing their music. I'm going to start taking their goals and making them mine because I want their life. And if I want their life, I should probably follow what they do. And after you do that enough, at some point you'll transition into playing your own music. But first, you have to learn from others to really figure out truly what you want. And that's what I did. So once we, we started that process, then we think, right, this is the thing that I have to change. No one else is going to change it but me. And you get yourself around people that have done it before, and then you essentially model them as best as you can. Now, you, you followed Russell Brunson, and he was your mentor, and he took you to to where you are hopefully it's going to take you even further right but what if you're not in a position to actually invest financially and i say that because some people listening wouldn't blink at investing in someone that is successful and basically say look i want to follow your steps go and do it so if money isn't an object for certain people then that all works out great that's, that's something that people can do because they have the capacity to do it, as, as you mentioned before. But then there are people that will struggle because they look at it and go, well, I would invest if I had it. But then there's always an, an element in the back of people's minds whereby they struggle to invest financially in something just because they don't have the, the amount. Right? They don't, they don't so have I'll, the I'll give you two answers. And if they actually listen to this, this will transform your, your life forever. There, there's two core answers to this. Second, I'll tell you how you can attract high-level mentors, maybe billionaires that have invested interest in what you do without investing a ton of money. 
One thing I will say though, is that relationships will always cost two things, time and money, but it'll always mm -hmm. be worth it. The second thing is this though, Tony Robbins says, and if Tony Robbins has impacted as many lives as he has, he's probably smart and probably is true. He says that it's never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. Here's what I found. Most people that don't invest in mentors because they quote unquote don't have the money or don't, they don't invest in events or groups. Truly, they're actually going to spend more money on the back end of trying to figure it out on their own than on the front end as if they would have hired the mentor. Example, yeah. let's say in my community, we're saying that we could take someone to a seven-figure business. But let's even go lower than that for the people listening that don't have the money to invest. That If we were saying we are going to take them no matter what, like this is our goal, is to give them the tools to have a six-figure business to $100,000 in a year. And let's say we're where actually the program is $10,000. And most people would look at us and say, man, I don't, I don't know about the money to invest $10,000 into something, even though my goal is to make $100,000. So what a lot of people don't look at is opportunity cost. It, what's that going to cost them in the future if they don't learn this stuff now? And what ends up happening is most people will invest in other things that'll be less effective and will actually cost more money over time to be able to get to where they want to be. So most people, not the people that listen to podcasts like this, but most people that don't listen to podcasts, they would say, man, I don't have $10,000 to invest because it'll cost me $10,000 and that's a lot of money. Other people that are like us on, on podcasts like this, we think differently. We look at it and go, okay, if I don't have this, I may only make like $20,000 this year inside of my business because I really don't know what to do. And I'm going to have to buy all these little things anyway. But if I make $20,000 this year, then not buying this program actually costed me 80 grand. Yeah. So you can invest 10 grand and make a $100,000 business, or you can invest no money and it'll cost you 80 grand because you didn't learn the skills to build the business. And this is where I found entrepreneurs, the way that they think is very differently. They think so differently than the world because the world would do what you just said. I don't have the money to invest in a mentor. If I had the money, I would invest. Well, guess what? Like you're not going to have the money until you invest. Like the, the reason why entrepreneurs are successful, but only 1% lasts more than 10 years in a business is because that 1% are the people that know that they have to know what to do and invest to then get an outcome. You can't say that when I own property, then I'll invest and get cash flow. Like when I have money, then I'll invest in these properties for cash flow. But like until these properties pay me money, I'm not going to invest. So let me get that house for free and have it cash flow me. And once it's cash flowing, then I'll give you money for it. Like, no, like you don't, that's not the way that things work. No, and so no, that's the, that's no. the second thing is that if you truly want something, again, that's taking 100% responsibility. I don't have enough money. Yeah, you don't have enough money. That's your fault. Accept that reality. You don't have money because you don't have the skills to produce money. You don't have the skill to keep money and you don't know how to grow money. But if I were to be able to show you that skill, would that be worth money to you? And if not, then again, go get a job because you don't think the way that the 1% do. You're thinking like 99%. But if you want to go out there and actually create the life that you want, then it's going to take sacrifice because if it was easy, everybody would do it. So that's number one. The, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is that people think that if they just keep as much money as they can, they'll someday save their way to being rich. Yet no rich people do that. So it sounds kind of stupid to go out there and do things that not, has never worked for anyone before. The second thing is this, you can invest time. 
one of the first mentors that I had, and, and it still costs money, like you have to travel, you have to go places, but I get if you can't afford, let's say one of my mentors, his name's Jay Abraham, and he's $100,000 to get consulting from. And I haven't paid him 100 grand, and he's helped me out a lot. And so here's, I have two core stories about this, but I'll tell you the Jay Abraham story. So the way that I met Jay Abraham, if I really look back in time and you guys can take the principles from this and it'll save you a hundred grand, was that I remember getting a Facebook ad one day. So at this point, I had already committed to building a business. I committed to growing and getting around good people and I had been okay with going to live events. So one day I get this Facebook ad that hits me about this live event that's in LA or no, it was in Las Vegas. So I had to fly to Las Vegas for it. And on top of that, I had to pay for a ticket and more exclusively pay for a VIP ticket and meet in a VIP area. I didn't know any of this at the time, but this is the formula for success. So I fly out there and I'm, I'm at this event. So I've made the investment, but not a hundred, not a hundred grand, but I put myself in an environment for something to happen. So I'm there and I meet two people in the VIP section, one guy named Aaron and another guy named Connor. Connor was 17 years old and I could have easily brushed him off because I'm like, he's probably broke. He's 17. He's not going to buy anything. But instead I talked to him and he goes, dude, I need to hire you. I need help. I need to get back in shape. I want to be like a powerful man. So he, he actually ended up paying me $1,000. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like he's in one of our lower level programs. What a great 17 year old who knew. And so all of a sudden, like two months into that program, he actually gave me a call and he said, will you please help me? Me and my girlfriend, I have this like question. I don't know what to do. I really want to have a great relationship. And I ended up going above and beyond for him and doing a call with him when I never talked to anyone on the phone for a thousand bucks. And I sat there for 45 minutes and he said, thank you. And so he left that meeting and all of a sudden a few months later, I get a call from him again. And he says, Hey man, uh, I want to say thank you so much again. I'm actually have a meeting with a guy named Jay Abraham. He's Tony Robbins mentor tonight. I'm taking him to dinner and I would love for you to go. Now in this moment, it was four hours of traffic away in LA I needed to leave right away from what I was doing. And there was a chance that there was like going to be a million people that were at this dinner and I was never actually going to truly get to meet him, right? Like those are the things that are going through my mind. I'm going to invest all this money. I'm going to pay for parking. What if I have to pay for my dinner and it's really expensive and like all this stupid crap going through my mind. But I decided to go. I went to that event. It ended up just being me, my friends, Connor, and a kid who was 18 that built a satellite for NASA and Jim Quick who uh, teaches like he's like one of the most famous uh, memory people for actors, things like that. And then Jay Abraham. I ended up building a relationship with Jay that night that he invited me to his office. I brought a video crew. I interviewed him. He spoke at our live event. All I did was pay his expenses and he helped us in our business this would have been a hundred grand. So though I had to invest time and money to get into the situation, I kept showing up and getting an opportunity to save probably $95,000 to get the same exact thing from showing up. The equal thing is at that event in that VIP room, I talked to you about meeting this kid named Aaron. Well, that kid Aaron didn't buy anything from me for about a year and a half, two years. And since then has invested over $22,000 with us just from those two people that I met. But it's because I had consistency and I kept showing up and I kept looking for the opportunities. So if you can't invest a hundred grand, it's still going to take showing up and doing things different, investing the time and the energy to get into the opportunity and seize that moment. I've done that over and over and over again with people that I could never, ever afford or people that would never even give their time for money. You can't even pay them enough. So you have to have a relationship. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think no matter what, it's going to take investment. It's going to take investment in something, in some resource that you have. And I think that 
if you're not in a position or you don't have the frame of mind that allows you to do that, then I think you'll probably struggle at almost anything. You'll struggle in a lot of different endeavors. And one of the funny things that you mentioned with the, um, the getting the result before the investment and then paying it off, because I used to be a personal trainer and people would want to lose weight before they went to the gym. And it was like, well, you, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. That's what I did, dude. I, I legitimately didn't go to the gym for two years. I was 60 pounds overweight. And I said, man, if I was just fit, I would go to the gym because I'm so embarrassed because I don't know how to do any of the weights or the like things to do. And so I never showed up because I thought if I could just be fit, then I'd feel comfortable going to the gym. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things though, isn't it? Like people, they, they, they think it's something when underneath it, it's probably something to do with them. You know, once once you've gotten over that hurdle, which is the kind of responsibility thing that we mentioned today, it, it kind of it helps with everything. Because as soon as you realise that you can change it if you had the steps, and you get over that initial mental hurdle of you being in your own way, that tends to be something that a lot of people do struggle with. And then once you get that, once you, you sort of <clears throat> understand that that is part of the process, that that, that, that isn't something that you skip and, and hope everything works, it's a way of ensuring that it does work because once you're out of your own way, you can go and find the other things. And I like that that's something that you did. I like the story that you shared of, you know, getting in front of Jay Abraham and, and trying to, to build a relationship with him. You probably respect the fact that you got into the room and did everything that you could to see him over simply, you know, just paying his, you know, his fee or whatever the case is. And as you and, say, and what, most and people again, like everyone that. should do this, you know, like you don't have to know how you're going to be successful today. If you're listening right now, I, at one point in my life, I thought making $10,000 in a month was like a God. I was too scared to talk to these people, but I kept putting myself in an environment where everyone was better than me. And no matter what, you'll start actually adapting to your environment. There's actually a story that I tell all of our men, and this is kind of how our live events are, is that there's a story about these lions that live in the Congo. The Congo is the third largest rainforest and one of the most dangerous in the world. And most prides of lions do not go into the Congo because there's no reason to. They're not strong enough. They'll all die. But there's one pride that has actually moved into the Congo. And because of their environment of the lions that they're with, and the, the surroundings, like their actual, the actual climate around them, like the actual environment, they're, they've had to level up. So the average lion is 400 pounds. Those lions, their number one like craziest predator is hippos. It's the one thing that nothing in Africa really hunts. Hippos are the most dangerous animal. You think they're so nice because you saw like, you know, the hippo games and all this stuff. Nah, these things are crazy. Like they could charge underwater at like 20 miles an hour. It's insane. Could you imagine being in the water and seeing this huge thing charge at you? So uh, these lions in the Congo have learned how to do three things now. They're 150 pounds heavier on average. So they're 550 pounds. Two, they've learned how to swim. They've learned how to climb trees because that uncomfortable feeling their environment is too much pressure. They've had to learn how to do what's uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, they're the only pride of lions in the world that actually hunt hippos because of the skill set and the environment and the pressure that they've been under. So if you put yourself in the Congo environment around good people and, and around people that make you do what's uncomfortable, all of a sudden now you're going to level up, not because of you wanting to, but just because you'll always adapt to the environment that you're in. So even if you don't really feel like doing anything, get yourself around people that are really great in the areas that you're interested in growing in. 
have them keep stretching you. And at some point you're going to adapt. And like you said, you can literally be the worst person in the world for the rest of your life at everything that you do. Just allow yourself to be the worst person that's friends with everyone who's making a hundred million dollars and you'll be the loser that's making 10 million a year. And that's okay. I'm okay being the loser that makes 10 million or a hundred million or a billion dollars a year. If I'm with people that have $50 billion a year or $50 billion net worth and I have a $2 billion net worth, I'm still a loser. I've just changed my environment and what I expect from life. And that continually levels up. Everyone's there at some point. If you're making 3K a month, you're still in the top 10% of the world because you're in an environment and you have an expectation of what you think you're worth. And you'll go out there and you'll make that happen no matter where you're at. So it's already there. How do you just up-level your environment that are making 10,000 a month, 10,000 a day, right? 10,000 every couple hours. Like you want to up-level these environments and then you'll adapt to them. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the, the key things to think about, I guess just before we, we close off, Nick, is sometimes you've got to do that first, haven't you? Sometimes you've got to actually put yourself in the environment to level up. Like people try to do things backwards almost. Like they try to improve their skills. They try to, to Google everything or the YouTube this or the, the, you know, whatever it is, right? Listen to podcasts all the time like this one. But sometimes like, similar to what you did and similar to what I've done in the past as well is if you set yourself up like you you sort of put yourself in the position whereby you've got to adapt no matter what then most of the time you'll find a way 100% man it's it's that it's a fight or flight right they have um, a, a picture of a bicycle rider that has a bear chasing him and it says Monday motivation and it's like Truly, if you want to get motivated, like that, that's one way to do it. If, if you don't like running, but you had a bear chasing you, you're going to end up running really, really fast, a lot further than you ever thought was possible. And then you know what now is possible for you. So one of the ways to do that is to go public with your goals, right? Because now you're afraid to fail in front of everyone. So a simple thing that everyone can do leaving this podcast is to figure out something they want to do and go public with that goal. Tell people what they're going to do. Make a commitment to other people. And I did this with my first live event. I told people I was going to have 100 people there. And I went and got the speakers. And I sold my first 10 tickets. And at that point, I knew that this was happening no matter what, or I'd have to refund everyone. So I knew that if I didn't have 100 attendees, the attendees would think I'm a loser. And my speakers would think I'm a loser. So that scared the crap out of me. And I had to go out there and make it happen. And I went and I made it happen. And it was along that journey that I became a different person, but it was because of the social accountability that I actually went out there and did the things. Most people don't have any social accountability. So if they fail, they only fail themselves. And most people are okay with failing themselves. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people that are accountable to somebody else, like an external thing, then they're more likely to, to do it. Like you said, with, with your live event, if you go public with it, you don't want to let people down, do you? So you end up like, I've got to, I've got to meet the expectations of others, which at the same time, automatically meets the expectations of yourself as well. So I think it's sort of, you sort of kill two birds with one stone, so to speak, by doing that. Yep, so I try to put myself in those situations all the time because actually before my first live event i had generated a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue but at my live event because i was so scared to fail we did two hundred eighty thousand dollars in that event two hundred fifty thousand dollars of which came in within 48 hours yeah 
Yeah. It's- but up to that point, like that's what I was making per year. So all that hard work actually produced an amazing result. And I learned this one key term and we can wrap it up is that Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are two of the richest people in the world and Warren Buffett's the number one investor. And he actually has a quote that says the number one investment that you can make over anything else is in yourself. But he actually, both Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they were actually went to dinner one time and someone asked them, what is the number one key to success? What makes both of you guys successful? So they both grabbed a piece of paper, they wrote down their answer, they put it upside down and they slid it over to the person. The lady opened the pictures up or the piece of paper up, looked at them, and they both wrote focus, the same word, focus. And if that's what they think, then I believe it's good for us as well. When you have social accountability, it builds massive focus to make sure you do it. And uh, what's the, the acronym for focus? Follow one course until success. Excellent way to finish there, Nick. If people wanted to find out more about you, where can people go? So first off, if you're a man that wants to generate seven figures and live the life that we're talking about, and you maybe had problems like me, 60 pounds overweight, bad relationships, and not making any money, bdbalive.com, grab your ticket, come to the event. If it's not worth it, and you you actually go to the event every session, and at the very end, you don't think it was worth it, I'll give you all your money back. I don't care. I just want as many men in the room as possible. Second thing, Instagram, Nicholas Barely, we've been blowing up. I think we grew by like 4,000 followers this month. It's been amazing. And I love just like showing life and, and really giving tactics and things that I usually only share with our private members there. So again, if you're one of those people who are like, man, I don't know if I can invest, dude, Instagram, go take that stuff and go make some money so you can invest in yourself so you can change your family's life, change your life, invest in other people's services, bless other people, give things away. It's going to be amazing. So I'd love to see you on Instagram as well. Send me a DM and let's connect. Awesome, Nick. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Thanks, brother.